Welcome back to The Daily Report, brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. We are your hosts, Will Smith and Jasmine Robb, bringing you the highlights from our newest report. And on today's episode, we discuss high levels of ACE2 in this part of the kidney provides insight into the possible mechanisms of direct nephrotoxicity of COVID-19 a strategy for implementing on-site medicalization program and nursing homes in Spain shows a reduction in mortality among this high-risk population, and a warning of risk associated with corticosteroid use and severe disease. So let's get started. Epidemiology. A case report from Reunion Island in the Indian Ocean describes an 18-year-old male who presented with fever, anorexia, and a headache and was diagnosed with COVID-19. Two days later, he returned to clinic with fever, rash, dyspnea, and arthromyalgias and was found to be positive for dengue virus as well. This highlights the importance of not letting availability bias during the pandemic prevent us from keeping our differentials open. Understanding the pathology. Single-cell RNA sequencing of human kidney cells revealed that the expression of angiotensin-converting enzyme 2 was highest in the proximal convoluted tubule cells and glomerular parietal cells, providing cellular evidence of the means and location by which SARS-CoV-2 can cause direct kidney injury. Management A literature review studied the clinical outcomes of 221 COVID-19-positive kidney transplant patients and found that symptoms were predominantly respiratory, with accompanying fever, lymphopenia, elevated CRP in roughly 80% of patients. And of note, these immunosuppressed patients are extremely vulnerable, with a cumulative mortality rate of 20%. And this is in alignment with other studies of mortality in cancer patients with concomitant COVID-19 infection, which found a rate of 16%. A study conducted in Spain details the effects of an on-site medicalization program implemented at four nursing homes with COVID-19 outbreaks. After implementation, COVID-19 mortality was decreased by 10 to 15% in the facilities that implemented the program compared to other long-term care facilities with outbreaks. This data suggests that medicalization programs may greatly reduce the impact of COVID-19 on nursing homes and other long-term care facilities that have been hit especially hard. And to help you adjust your practice during this pandemic, a cross-sectional study of adult emergency department visits across seven medical centers in the U.S. found that the onset of the pandemic was associated with a 25% decrease in ED visits, as well as reductions in diagnosis of cardiac, surgical, neurological, orthopedic, gastrointestinal, and chronic respiratory emergencies adding to the already large amount of existing evidence that suggests that individuals may be avoiding care, even emergency care, during the pandemic. R&D, Diagnosis and Treatment. A group of clinicians from the University of Utah discussed the conflicting data that has emerged regarding corticosteroid use in treatment of COVID-19. They cite studies with various results, some showing mortality reduction, some showing harm caused by steroids, and many showing no association at all. They caution against the use of steroids for COVID-19 until further randomized clinical trials have been performed. A study conducted in China found several differences in peripheral blood parameters between people infected with COVID-19, influenza, and a healthy control group. Among the differences, monocyte count and percentage of basophils were the key distinguishing factors between COVID-19 and influenza. 
This indicates these may have utility in the upcoming cold and flu season expected to overlap with the COVID-19 pandemic. A laboratory study investigating the COVID-19 RT-PCR false negatives found that increased SARS-CoV-2 positive RNA levels are correlated with high levels of a gatekeeping gene ribonuclease PMRP subunit P30 due to the high frequency of false negative tests associated with this RT-PCR test. These results suggest that measurement of this gene product could help predict the false negative test. Investigators effectively isolated and cloned an antibody from a recovering COVID-19 patient. This antibody was found to have high affinity to a highly conserved epitope of the viral spike protein, along with effective neutralization of the virus, suggesting potential use as an antibody or biologic in COVID-19 therapy. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more. With COVID-19LST.org.